You're listening to the Muslim Life Hackers podcast. Assalamu alaikum. I'm Ifra Marif and welcome to season 3 of Muslim Life Hackers podcast. The Muslim Life Hackers podcast brings together individuals from all walks of life to give their insights on an area to help you live better, achieve more and succeed in this life and the next. If you're new to the show, make sure to check out our episode archives over at muslimlifehackers.com where you will find all the episodes from Season 1 and Season 2. Now, let's get started. Today we'll be speaking to Sheikh Sajid Omar. He's an educator, speaker and graduate in information technology, Islamic law and judiciary. A few months ago, Sheikh Sajid came here to Australia and did a workshop called The Seeds of Change that covered vision setting and other aspects of personal effectiveness. I actually attended this workshop and greatly benefited from it. So I thought it'd be a great idea to have, have Sheikh Sajid on the show to discuss these things. Alhamdulillah, he was so kind to agree to come on. In this interview, we speak about setting personal visions, why it's necessary to have one and how it helps with achieving our greatest ambition of entering Jannah. So enjoy this interview with Sheikh Sajid. Sheikh Sajid, welcome to the Muslim Life Hackers podcast. Thanks for taking the time to join us today. Barakallahu feekum and thank you for the opportunity. Jazakumullahu khairan. Welcome. So first of all, can we please start off with an introduction? Uh, tell us a bit about yourself, who you are, what you do. Or... Oh, that's, um, that's always a, a tough question uh, to answer. I, I'm, I for one am not comfortable uh, speaking about myself, but since you have asked, um, I would say that um, I'm about igniting communities that benefit humanity and about three eyes that I call uh, the three eyes of success, which is ikhlas and being sincere, um, ihsan and being excellent, and istiqama, which refers to being steadfast. Um, so um, in a nutshell, I would, I would uh, describe uh, myself um, with this paragraph because um, um, every message that I, I, I push out sort of stems from, from this foundation. Fantastic. So the topic that we've chosen for today is about setting personal visions. So can you be able to define for us what it exactly means to have a vision for your life and why is it necessary to have one? Mm, that's a, um, it's a beautiful theme uh, to discuss and a beautiful question. Um, you know, with regard to vision, uh, there are many definitions. But in a nutshell, um, I would say it refers to uh, living a life with distinct direction. And, and having distinct purpose, uh, you know, living your life in a way that allows you to build your legacy and leave a legacy, yeah. um, you know, live your life in a way um, that tells everyone who you are and who you're not. And um, a vision is, is really a, a picture of the world uh, that you seek to create or a picture of the world that you want to see uh, when you're on your deathbed. Mm. So... Like, how does it, how, do, how does it actually benefit an individual? Like, how, how did they come to that? Or? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, drafting a vision um, for yourself is, is a process. It's a mm. process. And now it's become a very uh, theoretical topic. There's a lot of courses on this. There's a lot of books on this. Um, it's become a science, right? Yeah. Uh, because people through experience um, have sort of gathered uh, a set of good practices on how one can actually uh, draft a vision. Um, but um, really, it's, it's, it's about, you know, just going on a journey with yourself. You know, you have to go on a journey with yourself. You've got to um, try and see yourself on paper. You know, you've got to see yourself on paper. And um, you've got to work through um, 
the volumes of information that will be in front of you because uh, a lot of the times we have so many ambitions, yeah. you know. Yeah, uh, when I was growing up, I wanted to be a pilot, I wanted to be a football player, I wanted to be, you know, you, there's so many things you want to be, but the reality is yep, you only live one life. Hmm. And uh, that life has resources that are limited. You know, our time is limited, our wealth is limited. So, um, you you know, you go about uh, drafting this vision uh, by, first of all, just getting all your ambitions out and then sort of seeing what stands out uh, from all the ambitions listed. And then going on a journey with yourself, settling upon making that ambition the purpose of your life or achieving that ambition uh, the purpose of your life. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and that's what, it, what it's about. It's easy to speak. I can tell you it's difficult uh, to create, but not impossible. And, um, you know, I, I normally tell people, uh, like, like you just asked, you said, how would one go about getting a vision? I, I normally yeah. say, look, um, start with the things that you know that you don't want. Right? Yeah. A lot of the times we thing. don't know what we want, but we know what we don't want, right? So uh, I normally say that, look, if you are on your deathbed, what are the things you wouldn't want to see, right? Yeah. Um, in the world around you, right? And, and obviously when I say world, I don't mean the entire globe, meaning your world, what you have defined as your world. Yeah. So what are, what are the things that you don't want to see um, in the world that you've defined as your world? Start there. Right, because if you know I don't want this, this is a great starting point. Um, and 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 this is the easiest way to start, really, because you know it ha- it happens in everyday life. For example, uh, we all going out for uh, a meal, yeah. and the person says, "Right, guys, where do where should we go? Which restaurant should we go to?" Yeah. And everybody's not fussed; they're not bothered. Everybody's saying, "Look, uh, I don't mind. You know, I'm, yeah, I'm okay. Whatever you guys choose." Yeah, but everybody's happy to go along. They're probably busy on their mobile phones, as everyone is nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> Right, and then uh, the driver says, "Okay, we're going for uh, this particular cuisine of food, for example, I yeah. Chinese or Mexican or something." And uh, you find a voice from the back saying, "No, no, 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 anything no, but uh, that, anything but that." <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then you say, "But just now you said I'm happy, I'm good with anything." Yeah. And then you normally see the person say, "Well, I, I, I don't know what I want, but I know what I don't want. I know that that you know that particular uh, style of cooking, I, I don't want to eat tonight. Maybe on another night. Let's mm-hmm. do something else." So a lot of the times we don't know what we want, but we know what we don't want. And that's perhaps your, you know, uh, a starting point for you to get along um, finding uh, much about yourself. And as I said, it's a long process. You know, it doesn't yeah. come about in, in a day or two. Um, it needs detachment from, uh, you know, uh, those things which, which uh, distract us. Yeah. Um, and it needs one just to connect to that, to, you know, to the, to the natural disposition that Allah has created them upon. And just finding out that, listen, this is who I am and this is who I'm not. It's a long process. But anyway, I'm just, we, we're speaking in, in, in obviously, in, in a summarized uh, form. But as I said, it, it is a theoretical science now. There are courses, there are books on it. You know, a lot of people who have become successful in terms of uh, life coaching and uh, vision drafting, they've put the experiences down. And a person who's serious about, you know, uh, getting their life uh, more focused, then uh, these books will definitely uh, shed some light. And um, we can uh, definitely then see the light at the end of the tunnel, inshallah. So, what what would would actually like differentiate between like a vision and just having a dream? Like someone's just thinking, okay, I want to do this, and then the next day they wake up and they're still doing yeah. nothing about it. Well, um, yeah, well, uh, um, you know, a vision uh, needs action, uh, and, and and obviously uh, in dreams, divisions begin. No doubt, no doubt. So there is a correlation. But okay. um, a vision without action is just daydreaming, uh, as they say. 
And action without a vision is just wasting time. So um, a vision is normally attached to action. Um, so it's it's progressing the dream. It's progressing the dream. It's taking it a step further. It's clipping it. It's tweaking it. Uh, and it's sort of uh, sticking the dream in a frame which fits based on your unique circumstance. Because as I said, we have limited time. We have limited resources. You know, sometimes resources uh, play a part in limiting something or... Uh, allowing something to sort of uh, go beyond its boundaries, right? Yeah. So the vision is, is is more a tweaked dream. It's something that you um, uh, take on seriously. It's not just you know uh, I would. It's not just a nostalgia. It's not just oh you know I, I I wish it was like this. No, it's actually working towards creating uh, that particular uh, particular dream. Yeah. Now it's necessary to have one. You know, um, it, it is necessary uh, to have one. I think uh, earlier you alluded to this, why is it necessary uh, to have the vision? And um, you know, living uh, a life with a vision is is actually uh, from following the way of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So, you know, we must have a vision because um, in this particular way, we're actually following the sunnah. We're actually building our paradise. Because we know if we follow the messenger, we reward it. And if you reward it, then that's your paradise becoming more beautiful for you. Yeah. Right? So um, it, it, it's actually following a sunnah to do so. Because the messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa there was no better visionary than him. We know that, um, you know, he, his vision was, was uh, Islam reaching the four corners of the globe. And um, that vision was, was one which was bigger than his lifetime. However, um, because he had clarity and focus, he was able to uh, live the life that God Almighty gave him in such a conducive way uh, that was conducive to the vision he would have loved, um, or, or the vision that, that or his his actual vision, and that was by leaving behind the team, a mighty team, right, yeah. that would manage to carry the burden, the burden of this vision of Islam crossing the four corners of the globe. And, and I always say this: I say, look, the messenger peace and blessings be upon him. We see him actually praying to God Almighty for the Islam of one of two people. And at the time when he was actually uh, making this prayer, both those people were Islam's greatest enemy. They were actually harming Muslims to try and uh, force them out of Islam. And at this period, he's raising his hands and asking God Almighty for the Islam, asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the Islam of one of these two people, mm. either Umar ibn Khattab or Umar ibn Hisham, who was yeah. Abu Jahl, right? So he's actually asking Allah for the Islam of one of these two. And somebody might say, but hold on, O Prophet of Allah, why are you actually doing this? Is this just like random activity or... Because these people are clear-cut enemies. Yeah. You know, these people are not just vocal in their enmity. They're actually physical in their enmity, right? They're actually doing everything to uh, set us back. And uh, But no, with the messenger, it wasn't. It was clarity. It was focused because uh, he was one of the greatest people, uh, definitely the greatest person who walked the face of this earth that could read people because his leadership was so robust. Hmm. And he was taught by God Almighty. And he saw that, you know, if I have one of these two people in my team, then that's conducive to me achieving my vision, which hmm. is Islam reaching the four corners of the world. Yeah. So it made sense to make dua for the Islam of one of these two. And as um, our dear listeners would know, um, Islam, uh, you know, flourished and thrived during the reign of Umar ibn Khattab. Radiallahu anh, Allah chose him to be the one that would accept Islam as uh, per the dua of the Messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and he, he, you know, Islam flourished, it thrived in his reign, and uh, it spread uh, throughout the peninsula and uh, beyond 
uh, that which you know we would sort of define as as peninsula in, in the life of a leader. Yeah. Right? So um, messenger of, of of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, he was indeed a visionary. So it's Sunnah to have a vision. One we could actually say that because he was a yeah. visionary, and also um, uh, the Sister Mithra. Uh, you know, when you have a, 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 a vision, as you say, it, or as I have said, it saves time and money. So this is definitely going to differentiate you uh, from the person who doesn't. You're going to run your day more efficiently. You're going to run your organization more efficiently. You are going to make decisions more efficiently. Mm. You know, you're not going to be one of those people who keep on saying, you know, I'll see when I get there or I'll deal with it when I get there. You know, I'm just going to do this. I don't know why I'm doing it, but I'm just going to do it. And it's going to cost you time. It's going to cost you money. Yeah, and so there'll be more clarity. You it, you're going to re- come. Yeah, you, you're going to get to a realization and say, look, you know what? Uh-uh, this is not what I wanted to do. But I didn't know until I did. That's too late. You know, that's too late. Um, so the vision allows you to make the required decision. Now, if you know that, you know, I'm heading to Australia. If you know you're going to Australia, then it's very clear in your mind. You've got to purchase a plane ticket. You're not thinking of taking your car to the petrol station to fill it up with gas, yes. right? Because you have an end. You have an end. You know where you want to end up. So basically, um, so that's like that a vision. Clarity, getting to Australia. That's the, yeah. The, the vision yeah. is to be in Australia, for example, right? Yes. Uh, a mini vision, let's say, to be in Australia. So now everything I do now has clarity. Everything I do now has clarity. And depending on budget, I might take a ship. Mm. I might eventually need to take my car to, to, to a port and then take a ship because yeah. I have a budget which, which only caters for me to travel by sea, for example. Or I might have enough money to actually purchase a plane ticket. But there's so much clarity. I can make my decisions now without wasting time. I don't have to take two steps backwards to move forward. Yeah. And I always say that you know, if, you, if you don't have a vision, you're basically spending dollars to pay cents. And it's not very wise. So, so that's why it's necessary to have a vision. Also, also the vision acts as a border and boundary to all our activities in life. And it streamlines the many options we have in life, which, you know what, sometimes overwhelms us. Yeah. Sometimes, like, just take a student going to university or, or a student now in secondary school looking at what subjects they can study or they, would, they want to study. On one hand, they have subjects that they love to study. On, on the other hand, they have a career that they'd like to pursue, which needs them to do subjects that they don't necessarily love, right? It becomes overwhelming. What should I do? Should I do that which I love? Or should I work with, you know, the subjects that I don't love, but it helps me get that particular career? Yeah. It becomes overwhelming. And the vision streamlines things. The vision says, okay, this is where I want to end up. To end up there, this is what I got to do. And it, it allows you to, 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 you know, stop hyperventilating. Why? Because, you know, I, and, and I see this today in organizations, in, in people, you know, somebody else is doing something great and it really, it gets you sweaty. It gets you, you know, uh, shaken because yeah. you're thinking to yourself, you know, why am I need to be doing that? Why am I not doing that? You know, it's not fair that person says, I should have thought of that, right? And then you end up now either dropping what you're doing to also do that, right? Or you do that along with what you're doing. So you, you split your focus, right? Uh, when you have a vision, it keeps you settled. It keeps you grounded. You know, I'm not doing that. And I know why I'm not doing that. It's fine. Let them do it. I'm doing this and I'm going to be good at it, you know? And, 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 and I mean, if we just look at even like basic organizations today, we have what we call relief organizations mm-hmm. and we have what we call non-relief organizations or proactive organizations, organizations that are sort of uh, mm-hmm. disaster prevention and organizations that respond to disaster. Yeah. Now, uh, relief work has its own skill set, has its own expertise, uh, needs its own uh, character set that proactive sort of work doesn't need. Now, if you're going to enter a proactive field, but then hyperventilate because there's a flood somewhere, for example, 
and you also want to play your part there, what's going to happen? You, you're neither going to be here and you're neither going to be there. Yeah. And, you know, when I was growing up, my dad used to always tell me, uh, three or oh, one full cup is better than three half cups. Yeah, you might say, well, three half cups adds up to one and a half cups of water. Yeah. So that must be better than one full cup. <laughs> but no, my, yeah, my, and, and, and I understood mm-hmm. this, you know, as I traversed through my years. What my dad was actually saying, one full cup is better than three half cups. Why? So it's being able because to take one, one thing, cup, yeah. Yeah, you focused on it and it's complete. Mm. You excelled in it. You're excellent in it. You can close the chapter. You know you know what I'm saying? And you filled it up without spilling. Three half cups, you might look around the cups and see a lot of water on the side. You wasted water. Mm. You can't serve the cups. You need a towel now to clean up before you can serve it to your guests. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you were rushing there. Yeah. Mm. So, so you know, uh, um, a wise man once said, that a candle illuminates, okay? Yeah. A candle illuminates. But uh, light focus is a laser, and a laser cuts through steel. And this is the power of focus. Yeah. And, you know, that same that's, light that's really can profound. dismantle steel if you focus it, mm. right? So this, this is what the vision does. It focuses us. It focuses us. It tells us who we are. It tells us who we're not. It tells us why we're doing what we do. And it tells us why we're not doing what we aren't doing. It's fine. You hyperventilate less. And you focus and you don't waste emotion thinking of what if or how it could have been. You're comfortable with your life and you move along. Wallahi, you know, I, I always say if you have a vision, it's very, very addictive. When you finally get it, you will hate living a day of your life without it. It really helps. So um, this is why it's necessary to have the vision. And this is what makes the visionary different to a person who's not. Hmm. The person who's not a visionary, uh, you know, hasn't really, you know, tasted the sweetness of having a vision uh, of life. Well, of life, I would say of yeah. life, because the vision gives gives sweetness to life. You know, it's the vision that makes you uh, want to sleep less and makes you want to wake up as soon as possible when you go to sleep. Mm. You know, it stops you being one of those people that, okay, I woke up in the morning, I know oh, it's raining outside, it's cloudy, ah, uh, it's a good day to sleep, I'm going to go back under the top, uh, yeah. under the, cook, the blanket uh, and go back to sleep. You know, meaning that, yeah, you, you're ready to face life. It's always a sunny day for you. Let, let, me, let me just describe it this way. You're always living a day in Africa if you have a vision. <laughs> well, maybe I'm going to be biased to Africa because, you know, I grew up there. But what I'm trying to say is you're always going to have a sunny day with blue skies when you have uh, um, uh, a vision. A vision. Yeah. So I, I, I suppose like what you, you're actually saying about having a vision actually gives you a laser focus in your life and that it, it's, it seems to answer my next question that I had, which was about like, you know, a person can just have a – like they – for example, some someone says, "Okay, my my vision of is to simply make it to Jannah, which is the like say Jannah, mm. the highest level." And so they pave out their life with that in mind. And so, I yeah. mean, looking at that question and what you mentioned about laser focused, mm. how would yeah, I mean, look, yeah. Um, yeah, look, everyone should want to go to paradise, right? Everyone should want to go to Jannah. Mm. I mean, if you're not uh, excited about going to Jannah and and uh, you know, your your ultimate wish uh, is to get there, then there's something wrong with you because the only other option is the outfire. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, no, we all want to get to Jannah, right? And Jannah comes to us as uh, based on the mercy of Allah Almighty, right? Because as the messenger told us, وسلم, all of us will enter Jannah because of the mercy of God Almighty, not because of our deeds. But yeah. the deeds is a means to earn God Almighty's mercy that will be a means for us to get to Jannah. The question about the vision is how do you want to go about earning God Almighty's mercy, right? So mercy is the result, mm. right? So what of kind of deeds are you going to be Shama. doing in order to exactly. get the There's mercy many to ways to get Jannah. to Jannah. There's okay, many yeah. ways to gain God Almighty's mercy, right? What 
are you what legacy are you going to leave behind that that's going to be uh, you know the the means of you gaining that mercy to get you to pass yeah so there's no contradiction uh, i mean everyone irrespective of how global or how local their visions are uh, the ultimate end should be paradise no doubt yeah because you know this is the world that i seek to create why to get to paradise no doubt right so this is the world i want to see when i'm on my deathbed why to get to paradise so i'm basically asking you that there's, there's so many roads to uh, to a place which road are you going to take right so it's important we don't get caught up um uh in the semantics because you know uh sometimes when i when i when when i uh some businesses obviously they ask you to come in uh to speak to their to the corporate to their staff um and when i do pitch the question you know uh and, and even in, at universities right i've been yeah. many universities and i pitch this question to the students i pitch it to to corporate to the staff to, to their staff um why do you do what you do why do you have this business why do you study what you study and they say well to make money now that is not a purpose that's a result of what you do i mean if you had a business and you were making money you're running a charity that's not a business yeah. you can't call that a business right okay. or you, a play business yeah so if, if you are actually uh running a business then the purpose is not to make money that's a result of what you do mm. right everything we do is a means to an end your business is a means to what end your degree is a means to what end the country you live in is a means to what end the person you marry is a means to what end that's basically what the vision is the vision is that end and everything we do is a means to it to that you know yeah. and then at the end of the day we can convert the vision into a means to an end as well as we said it's a means to get to end yeah right so everything we do in life is a means to something else i.e. as a means for other things right Yeah. Uh some people yes I agree they 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 live to eat <laughs> but we don't talk about <laughs> we we normally we we eat to live. Yeah. You get what I'm saying um system of thought. Yeah. So yeah. it's a means to an end. I study it's a means to an end. I go to school it's a means to an end. Mm-hmm. That's what we do nobody does something just for the you know for the sake of it. That 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 person is wasting time if they did anything for the sake of it. Mm-hmm. So everything That's we do is a means to an end. And, and even if you went to school we spend a lot of years in school why would you want to spend so much years to do a hobby right no a hobby doesn't need you to drop so many years you can't say i'm doing it for the sake of it because i enjoy going to school well you should enjoy going to school but going to school is not a hobby you've invested so many years of your life that you'll never ever get back right yeah and uh, there has to be a purpose so the vision is connected to purpose Mm. It's the purpose. Okay. Right? So um uh just you know uh, capping on, on on what you said because the question was a person wants a vision for agenda I hope I've clarified that there's, there's no contradiction here. Yeah. That's definitely the ultimate end. We're talking about your life in this world. How are you going to go gonna about earning that agenda? Exactly. So I'm I'm actually interested to know then um you know how how did you arrive at creating your own vision like um how long did it take before it became crystal clear or was it an ongoing process that you tweaked over years or something you just got in one go? Mm. Yeah, you you're getting very personal on this stuff, but it's okay. Yes. It's okay because Oh, you can um, you can just tell what you your yeah, <laughs> you want to say. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm I'll make an exception for you because obviously uh, you're one of those, those students of mine that I'm, I'm, I'm proud of and very proud of what you do, mashallah. May Allah accept from you an increase for you. you. Uh, for me, uh, I would say um, that um, I was fortunate. Mm. Uh, I think I would, I, 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 I would say I was zoned into uh, the vision at around 23 years of age. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, I had a fuzzy picture growing up, no doubt. And, and this is why, you know, I just, I always, I'm, mercy, I'm thankful to God Almighty. I'm grateful to Allah Almighty. Uh, because what I'm doing now is, is sort of, uh, it's something I was excited about growing up. And I wouldn't say I was excited about it because I grew up in a family that, that does this. Because, no, my dad was a businessman. My mom was um, a mother, mashallah. You know, no doubt credit to my parents for the wonderful talks they had with me growing up and still have with me. May Allah preserve them and shower his mercy upon them. Uh, uh, but, you know, normally, you know, if you uh, you come from a family that your father's doing something, you end up having the desire to do the same thing. Yeah. But what I'm trying to say is uh, I, I, I grew up in a family uh, of, uh, with these particular dynamics. So what I'm doing now is something different uh, to that. But I would say that growing up, I did have that aspiration to actually do what I'm doing now. But when, you know, uh, you're talking about clarity, absolute clarity, I would say I was zoned in uh, at about uh, 23. And, um, you know, the more I think about it, I'm more grateful to Allah and I was out of protection from him. Because a lot of times, is, uh, you know, what happens is when you finally understand the world you seek to create, mm-hmm. you, you know, sometimes you're too old and you carry the burden of the wrong decisions before studying the wrong degree, maybe marrying the wrong person, maybe settling the wrong country, yeah. maybe taking up the wrong job. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I was quite fortunate because because of that clarity that no, I want to you know at least learn Arabic and I wanted to memorize the Quran. Uh, I opted against going to medical school and chose to pursue um, a career in IT or to study that which would uh, found me in information technology. Yeah. And uh, I I recall this discussion with my parents and 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 my dad was actually saying if you do medicine, it's going to take you you know close to ten years. Uh, when you finally, you know, settled after all the extracurricular activities that one has to do after the six years or seven years of of, uh, of the degree, and then when would you go to do Arabic and so on and so forth? So um, based on that, we made the decision to go for IT. Now, obviously, my parents took me for an aptitude test uh, growing up, so IT was a fit. Right? It wasn't yeah. just, uh, there's nothing better to do, let's do this. No, there was a threat. So, no, definitely, after a lot of credit to my parents, because they definitely, you know, uh, did stuff with me growing up. I had some paperwork to read about me that, that sort of, you know, made me do things without hyperventilating. When I, when I didn't go to medicine, my cousins went into it, my, some of my friends went into it. I never hyperventilated. Mm. Uh, but rather I was at peace. And, um, so, because of that, I was able then to go learn Arabic and, um, in the three-year Arabic program in Saudi Arabia. Uh, in the third year, I was 23. That's when I, I would say I zoned into it. I realized that, you know what? Um, this is the vision. This is what I want to wake up every day doing. This motivates me. This is the world I seek to create. And uh, as I said earlier, at the beginning of this, ignited communities that benefit humanity. That's my vision statement. Uh, normally, when you have a vision, it's, it's quite long. But then mm. you try and work it into a statement. And when you read that statement, it sort of it, it sort of reminds you yeah. of who you are and who you're not, right? Mm. So um, when we talk about communities, then I'm talking about, for me, I would define uh, communities as um, uh, Muslims, uh, non-Muslims, new Muslims, the academic uh, community, um, as well as um, the, the finance uh, community. Yeah. And... Um, you know, so so these are different. Um, so as I said, the vision statement is longer, is longer. Uh, yeah. But nonetheless, uh, you you break it down into a vision statement that that, that allows it. So basically, I've defined these communities. Children is one of my communities. So children, uh, born Muslims, new Muslims, non-Muslims, uh, the academic community, and uh, the finance community. Uh, and when I say children, then I've defined them as or in my in my vision sort of paragraph. I've defined them as our today and 
tomorrow or the community of our today and tomorrow. And I've, I've, I've sort of isolated them on the four years and above kind of category. Yeah. Um, and basically every decision I make, even speaking to you right now, uh, um, is based on this vision. I'm always, I have line of sight to the end. So I'm asking myself, ignited communities that benefit humanity. If I speak to Mithra, is this going to help me? If I take out an hour in my day to, uh, you know, um, be free for this particular interview, is yeah. this going to help me achieve what I want to achieve? Um, I went on to study a, bachelor, a second bachelor, a second bachelor after my IT. Uh, after that, I um, went into the master's program. I graduated as a judge, with, uh, meaning I graduated with the judges. And yes, I would say graduated as a judge, not a practicing judge, graduated as one. Yeah. And now I'm in the PhD. I know why. I know why I've made this decision. Because obviously, if you look at the, uh, based on my explanation, uh, I spoke about um, having a footprint with the academic community. Mm. And uh, for me to have that footprint, uh, this level of study is required. So it's not just a pastime when I have nothing better to do. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and none of our lives should be like that. There has to be that line of sight to the end. But how is this going to help create that world that you want to see when you're Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, like, it's like, say, when um, your other students and stuff, like, when they were creating the vision, is it like, it's, it's, it's just about like unplugging from your day to day routine and being able to draft out your vision? Like, a- according to the science yeah, that's out I, there. You know, yeah. Yeah, well, they normally say you, you got to uh, you got to have an acute sense of awareness about yourself. Mm. You got to go on a journey with yourself. You have to have a one-to-one with yourself, and to do that, you got to switch off, switch off from the family, switch off from technology, switch off from the job, switch off from other responsibility because this is your greatest responsibility right now. You know, going to the mountains where there's no mobile network mm. for a few days. You know, and uh, get a big board and every ambition of yours. Ambitions for you know, with regards to you, with regards to your spouse, with regards to your your children, with regards to your parents, with regards to your family, with regards to your career, whatever is in you, take it out and see the mess that you are. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, you Don't see the mess that you are in front of you. That man, you know, you hit a, a big realization hits you when you see all that and say, hold on a second, I can't achieve all this. I'm only going to live for 60 to 70 years, plus or minus, may Allah preserve us in his obedience. And, but it's clear, it's, it's going to dawn upon you that I can't do all this, right? But also, you know, when you look at the, the, the ambitions that you have for yourself and the other uh, elements in your life, you'll see patterns that, you know, okay, I can group this, I can group that, I, I can put this under this group. And then, you know, you have this group that, that gathers most of your ambition. So, like, for myself, it, it, uh, it was clear that my ambitions were more development-based. Yeah. You know? Uh, there's a lot of development, you know, as I pondered over them, like, okay, I wanted, I, I would love to do this, but why? I would love to do that. Why? And that's what you got to do. When you see all these ambitions in front of you, now study them one by one. Why do I want to do this? Oh, this is because it's fun. Okay. This is because, oh, it means so much. This would be so amazing if I did it mm, because of true. A, B, C, D, E. This also would be so amazing if I did it because this would help that other ambition that I have. So you see, now you start creating a pattern. Yeah. And uh, then you just got to now be true to yourself and say, okay, I can see a lot of these tips in this particular bracket here. And you um, need everything else off and just work with that. And it's about just putting it in order and, and, and looking at it from, you know, uh, the life that you've reached thus far and lived thus far, looking at your resources, looking at uh, what they call vision limitations or, yeah. or mission limitations, which is time and money mainly. Uh, also, have, uh, uh, your, your vision must take into consideration those around you. It has to be realistic, right? So uh, then you start drafting your pattern. 
which is known as the pattern of execution. That pattern of execution is your mission. Everything you do to get to the vision, that's called the mission, yeah. right? So it shouldn't be mission impossible. No, mission possible. Yeah. Um, uh, and, you know, that's when you go about. So it might be that, okay, guys, I, I need to study this particular degree. I need to drop this subject, for example, you know. Um, I need to move country. Sometimes that's what's needed. I need to move out because the country I'm in mean, won't help me achieve what I want to achieve, yeah. right? Uh, but now you now you have a basis to start making decisions. Alhamdulillah. And obviously, don't forget dua and istikhara. Dua is there from the beginning. Mm. Allah, because yeah, the one who Allah guides, man can misguide. So I, I'm speaking about this obviously in, in context, but please, 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 to all my dear listeners out there, do not forget dua, dua, dua. That's the, that's the foundation of all success. That's where it starts from. Yes. Right? And the best person to make dua for you is you, because you are the most desperate one to want yourself to succeed. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. Right? There's no one more desperate for your success than you. Right? And Allah says, that Allah is the one who answers the supplication of the desperate one when, the, when, when, when he or she supplicates. So the more desperate you are, the better, and you're the most desperate for your own success. So make yeah. dua for yourself, ask Allah for guidance, don't forget istikhara, yeah. and then put your trust in Allah. We yeah. take the means and we put our trust in Allah. Creating that vision is completing the means. Yeah. So, I mean, fin- final question, question on the vision topic. You, you mentioned a very um, interesting point about the world, the world around you, meaning like what you define as your world. And would, would you have to clarify that a bit more? Like, um, what, what does it mean by the world around you and like how yeah. it differs so, from so, person so to person? On, yeah, it will differ. It will differ because everyone's ambitions are different. Yep. Um, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, and, and you will define that world when you look at your ambitions and, 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 and pick up that bracket that, every, you know, that we spoke about earlier. Um, that's going to define your vision for you. And sometimes, uh, life is good to you, meaning Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is merciful upon you and, uh, your scope, uh, of influence, uh, or what they call the locus, uh, of influence. Uh, Allah expands it for you, you know. You wanted to develop Sydney, for example, but, you know, you have a footprint in Melbourne. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, again, defining that world boils down to resources. Mm. And that's why it's important that everyone reads about the intricacies of the vision. So as I said, it's documented. Yeah. Uh, and through experience, people have, have, have put all these uh, anomalies in as well. Okay, uh, because yeah. sometimes, you know, your, your resources force is local, so your world sort of shrinks, which is fine. It's fine. It doesn't matter. Because Allah has created us uniquely and Allah has uh, distributed um, with wisdom the proportions amongst us. Mm. And, so and not everyone wisdom, has to have the whole weight need, on their shoulders. No, and, 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 no, no. And in fact, you could be more potent in your local vision than another person in, uh, in his foreign vision. Because if everyone was doing foreign visions, who's looking after the community? Yeah, you that's what true. I'm yeah. So uh, we are interdependent human beings, and 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 uh, it, you know, in, in in this contemporary age, we call it the law of we, right? Mm. So the law of we is just that we are interdependent beings. We are communal beings. We leverage off each other's strength. So Allah, in His wisdom, has given some people uh, more reach and some people less reach. But mm. it doesn't mean having more reach is more important than having less reach. Sometimes less reach is even more important than having more reach. And I would say mm. uh, less reach uh, would be equal to having more reach, um, uh, more reach, right? Because uh, charity always begins at home. Yeah. So, meaning, what I'm trying to make clear is, no one should sort of feel, uh, you know, unimportant because, uh, for example, their vision is particular to their school, for example. Okay. No, feel very important. It's needed because if you weren't there with that vision, then that's the school's loss. And in the bigger picture of things, that's a massive, that's a massive, massive uh, setback. 
So it's, it's not about competition. It's not about, you know, uh, you don't want to be, uh, you know, uh, competing uh, with the wrong paradigm. We must have the right paradigm. Local is important. Foreign is important. They're both important. Yeah. They're both important. And Allah in His wisdom has limited our resources to funnel us and channel us into uh, doing that which needs to be done. You know, in the bigger picture of things, Mithra, you know that even the people that clear up uh, the, 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 the recycle bin every few days on our streets, mm. right? They're very important. Yeah, you that's know, true. The farmers are important as well. The doctors are important as well. So in the in the grand scheme of things, everybody's equally important, let's be honest. Because let's be honest, if if there were if there were, if there was no one to pick up the, the, the recycling things, then you know, what would a doctor do with the waste? Mm. Right? So um what I'm trying to say is uh don't be sort of uh low on overwhelmed and disgruntled and overwhelmed because okay, yeah. my resources are just this. No, put your trust in Allah. Do everything to the best of your ability and um, work with sincerity, with excellence, with steadfastness. And as I said, you know, um, if your services are needed in, 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 in a bigger locus uh, or sea of, of, of influence uh, or, or greater sphere, then Allah will provide you with the resources to, to get there. Alhamdulillah. Mm. So, so you, you can pretty, pretty much say uh, uh, each person's world is pretty much their circle of influence what they have that's unique to them pretty much they uh, well everyone's world uh in, in the context of vision i'm not trying to be so general with this because yeah world, yeah, it, yeah world, in, in, in terms of vision definitely your world is defined depending on circumstance but in terms of the vision we say you know your world is is your area of influence and that area of influence is defined by several factors or uh, from the most important of factors is uh time and money mm, that makes sense yeah. yeah, fantastic. Okay, so our uh, well, the in, in interview is actually coming close to an end. So I just want to put the five final questions that we ask all our guests. So, with regards to this topic that we talked about, and even generally, and what are your top three books that we can be able to get mm. yeah, to really get into this? Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, there's, there's there's so many books out there on leadership and strategic management and and, and development and so on. So yeah. there's no reason why you can't read those. Uh, but I would say the Quran firstly, and reading it whilst pondering, mm. right? And in particular, pondering over matters of uh, strategy, matters of leadership, matters of development, and asking uh, all the time, uh, why is and why not? Right? That, you know, why has Allah said this here, and why has He not said that there? Because there's always lessons in developing our ability. Yeah. Um, and after that, you know, the, the, the sunnah of the Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and in particular his seerah, his biography. Yeah. Because there's no better leader and strategist than he was, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He was taught by Allah, sallallahu wa ta'ala. And again, you read it asking why and why not, right? Mm. And after that, reading the biographies of uh, his most prominent students, which was the four caliphs, the four mm. leaders after he passed away. Uh, Abu Bakr Umar Uthman and Ali Amazing, uh, they all were, right? Yeah. Um, and even, you know, if we look at the Quran and the Quran reaching us today, there was pivotal decisions made in the era, uh, of, uh, the three of these caliphs, right? At least, um, so, you know, uh, it just shows you, you know, uh, what sort of visionaries they were and why not they were taught by the ultimate visionary, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So again, reading their biography with a focus on strategy, leadership, development, vision, so on and so forth. Because, you know, where, where, wherever your focal point of concentration is, you pick up these things from the text. You yeah. pick up these things from the context. So it's not just reading to know, no, it's reading to understand. Reading with the purpose. Right? Yeah. And, and, and again, I say, why is and why not? Reading, okay, why did they do this? 
see a wider than the believer effect. Engage in discussion with your peers and your colleagues, right? And great uh, abilities with regards to setting your vision uh, will come about uh, by analyzing. And it's very important, Mr. Uh, because, you know, sadly, we've become a people today who hardly read. And when we read, we hardly understand. And when we understand, we hardly analyze. Yeah. Right? So I'm talking about working with the Quran and the biography of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam as well as the biography of the most famous students uh, and the rest of the Sahaba radiallahu anhum ajma'in generally um, with, uh, by reading, by understanding and by analyzing. Yeah. Right? So it, it's easy to say three top books but I think let's discuss how. And I think I said this to you uh, when you attended one of my classes uh, earlier in the year. Yeah. Um, I, I said this that, you know, um, we need to start uh, revising the why, the why and the how. A lot of times we discuss what, you know, what are the three main books, um, you know, uh, what's this, what's that, what's the best way to do this, and so on and so forth. We need to dive uh, into how and why. It's very powerful. Mm. Yes, it's not everyone's cup of tea to listen to discussions dealing with how and why, why, because sometimes it gets uh, mentally heavy, yeah. right? But nonetheless, nonetheless, the fruits of it are quantum and dynamic and powerful. And that's where the life you know? transformation So um, that's where transformation yeah. happens. That's where transformation. And, and, and that's how our life has to be. Our life has to be transformational, not transactional. Yes, it can be transactional, but it should be in the most part transformational. I can read a book. I can attend the class. A lot of the times we do so with the transactional mode sort of thing. That I'm going to school, so I pay fees, so I've done my bit. The school's going to give me their bit. And it's a transaction. Yeah, that's uh, true. When the focus should be transformation, that I've learned something, how have I grown from it? How can I grow from it? And this is why Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was an amazing teacher because not only did he instigate mind, he converted and transformed heart. And, and, and this is why when you ask me for the three main books, I, I cite them for you as I have. Because the Quran and, 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 the, and the Sunnah, the, the two sources of Islam, they transformation. They transformational. If we uh, gave it the diligence that it deserved, we would be transformed in amazing ways. So it's about transformation. That's what the focus should be. And transformation happens when focus is on how and why. Yeah. Fantastic. Okay, so my next question the, um, for, for our general questions is, what's your favorite life hack or final advice for those who want to take their lives to the next level? All right. So, yeah, I, 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 are we talking to hackers? Is that what you call your audience? What do you call them? What's some life hackers? <laughs> All right. So to, to my Muslim uh, life hackers, my brothers and sisters, uh, wallahi, even though uh, I don't know you, but um, I would love to express my love for you all for the sake of Allah. Uh, my advice to you all would be to get focused and start focusing or the focusing process by drafting your vision and locking it in. Why? Because life is short. Don't make it shorter by wasting time. And um, if, if, if this is the end, Mithrah, then um, I would really, really, really want to reiterate again after great praise to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, thanks to definitely my parents uh, and my teachers um, and those that were instrumental in uh, shaping the decisions that I made in life, whether they knew it uh, or not. And also, I'd like to express a heartfelt gratitude to Muslim life hackers for affording me the opportunity and uh, giving me this great gift to uh, speak on this topic. I'm, I'm not the best uh, of those that speak on it, but nonetheless, I am humbled and grateful. Jazakallah khair. Jazakallah khair. So, where, where can our uh, audience actually find you online and connect with you? Yeah, um, I have a website, www.sajidumar.com. Yeah. S-A-J-I-D-U-M-A-R.com. Uh, over there, uh, you will see um, 
uh, a, a, a form that you can fill in to uh, liaise with me and communicate with me, and I, I definitely do my best to respond. And also, there's links to my social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, okay, um, YouTube, tra- uh, YouTube channels, and, and so on and so yeah. forth. So you can connect with me there. One thing I will say is when you do visit the website, I would really like um, all the Muslim life actors listening in to uh, access the blog and search for an article called I Have a Dream. Okay, okay. We'll, we'll actually link that in, in our show notes so that they can be able to find it and and also along with the website that you mentioned and the social media links as well, inshallah. Yeah, inshallah. Okay, fantastic. So I just want to say once again, thank you so much, Sheikh Sadis, for join, joining us on the show. Jazakallah khair. Barakallahu feekum. Jazakallah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. So there you have it, the interview with Sheikh Sajid Umar. One thing that stood out for me was really the clarification about what our world means, what your world means. And your world doesn't necessarily mean every single person on the face of the earth. Rather, it means the people that you can reach. And so I find this very empowering because this means that we can actually think about what world we want to reach and then be able to think about what mark of change we want to have on it as opposed to kind of looking at world in a sense of every single person on the face of the earth and then thinking about okay what can I do about it and how can I reach everyone because that way actually gets quite overwhelming and paralyzing and um, it doesn't help us make practical steps out of it so I really like that point about our world meaning the people that we can reach and each person has a very unique reach and that means that we can all have a unique mark that we can make on the world and that's awesome i must say it's awesome so i really like to know what you also thought about this interview things that stood out for you do get in touch with us or you can get in touch with us by email by going to muslimlifehackers.com contact there you can also find um, links to our social media networks we're on twitter facebook and instagram so do check us out and let us know if you have any topics or guests that you like to see on if you want to show your support for the show, the best way to do so is by telling your family and friends online or in person. And now this brings me to the end of the podcast. Until next time, remember, the only person you should aim to be better than is a person that you were yesterday. So give it your best today. Thank you for listening to the Muslim Life Hackers podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave a review for us on iTunes by going to muslimlifehackers.com forward slash iTunes.